Do we still keep the do Christians should Christians still keep the Sabbath today? And um, if, yes. if yes, what do we do on the Sabbath as Christians? Okay, so that's a question that is very common, that is very often asked, and many Christians they either too too afraid to ask or um, don't want to know. <laughs> All right, so we will answer the first part first. Now, is the Sabbath still is is it something still for Christians to keep? Okay. Now, what was the answer in the Bible study group? Oh, so that question came to your mind. Yeah. I see. Okay. So now, um, what do you think, Ray? Yeah. Why? Because it is in the Ten Commandments. Which commandment is that? Alright, no answer. Uh, Veronica, which commandment is it about keeping the Sabbath? <laughs> the sister giving hint. <laughs> Now don't say 40. Don't say 40. Number 4, right? Commandment number 4. Okay, so commandment number 4. Now, um, so first we have to answer from scriptures. The keeping the Sabbath, let's turn to Exodus chapter 20, please. Okay, Exodus chapter 20. Now let us read verses 8 to 11. Verses 8 to 11, reading. Remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor, and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. God bless the reading of his word. Okay, so now here is the Ten Commandments given to the children of Israel in Exodus 20. Now you will notice that among all the commandments, the one that have a very long explanation is this one, <laughs> okay, among all of them. It is almost as if God knew that one day people said, don't need to keep the Sabbath. So when it came to the Sabbath, the Lord expanded it, expanded it, giving specific reasons for it, all right? So now if we do not believe in keeping the Ten Commandments, then we believe in Nine Commandments. All right, then it is, we pick and choose which commandment we want to believe. That is one problem. Okay, so now it's, we have to understand that the Ten Commandments is the moral law. Remember when Christ, when he was on earth, he quoted the commandments. He didn't say nine. He lumped two sets, five and five. Okay, the first set is towards God. The second set is towards men. Right? The Lord did not say there's no fourth commandment. So, very importantly, we know it's in the Ten Commandments. Now, how many kinds of laws are there in the Bible? Hmm. Jennifer, how many kinds 
of law are there in the Bible? I think you haven't learned that, but we try. Okay? How many kinds do you think? Not sure. Not sure. Alright, so you pay attention because you don't know, so you pay attention. Actually, maybe uh, ask anyone. Um, Jason, how many kinds of law do we read in the Bible? Two big sets. What are they? Ceremonial and moral. So when you read the Bible, the law, we must understand which law it is talking about. Otherwise, the Bible ends up contradicting itself. Until we are very clear that when we read the Bible, there are two sets. Now, ceremonial. What is moral first? Moral is the Ten Commandments. Moral means it doesn't change. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that's the third set, all right? The civil law. Um, civil, I won't put slash, but civil, all right? Two big, three, three big sets, but very often these two are quite close. Now, so the ceremonial, civil, moral law. Now, moral law means it is something that is everlasting. It doesn't change. Morals doesn't change. It's fixed. The Ten Commandments. Right? God said, don't worship any other idols, it's, it's forever. God said, do not kill, it's always. It is not oh, over time, it's okay to kill. God said, don't commit adultery. No, we live in modern society, so adultery is okay. No, moral law is, is that which guides all God's law. It's based on the moral law. This doesn't change. Alright? So now that. So what about ceremonial law? Christina, what do you think ceremonial laws are? Say again. Okay, so um, Christina thing is like, for example, Sabbath is under ceremonial. But we just read the Ten Commandments. In the Ten Commandments, where was the keeping Sabbath found? In the Fourth Commandment, right? Right. So the it's very clear from Exodus twenty, the um, Sabbath is under the Ten Commandments, which is the moral law. Okay, now we will come to this after us. So, what do you think it is, uh, Kenny? What do you think it is, Kenneth. Kenneth? What do you think it is? Like what? Holy communion and all that. Okay, now, okay. When when we see um, ceremonial law, remember they have to go to the temple and perform a lot of ceremonies. All right, what are they? Kill the animal burn the animal, what kind of drink offering, what kind of meat offering, and then um, that, those are called the ceremonial laws. Okay, So not this. Um, we'll talk about Holy Communion um, another time. So Sabbath is definitely under Ten Commandments. We read it. All right. So in the Bible, ceremonial laws are all those that has to do with the sacrifices um, and like circumcision. Okay, All those things. The ceremonies that they keep. Ceremonial. What about civil law? What What do you think civil law is? Uh, maybe Gina. What do you think civil law is? This will be the easiest. Civil law. Yes, yeah, societal. Correct. Means in society, God say if you steal one sheep, you return how many? If you do this, how to make restitution? In society, it's just like us today, right? Um, the government say if you drive over uh, 50, you get fined. 
in this location it has to do with all their living in society you have to remember at that time um, Israel is under what is called um, is under God's direct rule so God will set the law hmm? so the law for Israel is very different from other countries in other countries you still no big deal but for, Jew, for Israel you still one ship you return four I think all right? so all those set by God in society that's how you live if someone come into your house okay climb into your house and the person um, steal something a thief breaks into your house and the thief uh, attacks you and then you defend yourself and then the thief dies what is that under what, which law and then God said it's okay self-defense which law do you think that's under Sir, civil law so God had all those laws that guided the Israel how they live in Israel the ceremony are all the religious religious laws okay uh, which animal you use for sin offering which animal for what kind of thing which animal you cannot eat that kind of thing you must wash and all that so ceremonial so three kinds of laws okay so you must understand that first of all then from there we can know whether the sabbath is in existence or not so number one sabbath in we believe sabbath is always in existence because it's part of the moral law okay now the question is this right so what about um, now can you read this uh, and tell me tell me why does God what does God relate the Sabbath keeping the Sabbath to can you look at verse 11 verse 11 what does God relate the Sabbath law to uh, Exodus 20 verse 11 sorry Exodus 20 verse 11 what does God relate the Sabbath to uh, Sing Yuan to what what does God relate the Sabbath to his creation very good you notice when God talk about the Sabbath he gives the reason now look at verse 9 oh sorry verse 8 remember the Sabbath to keep it holy then you jump to verse 11 for example you say four in six days four means the reason now God is giving you the reason I tell you to keep the Sabbath why for the reason is in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and sea and all that in them is and rested on the seventh day wherefore again the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it so God is telling us the reason why we keep the Sabbath he related it to creation he created the world in how many days uh, Jennifer Jennifer, he, God created the world in how many days? Hmm? Six days, right? Six days. So God says six days, seven day rest. And he emphasized six days you work, seven day rest. So now, God to make sure that it is something that people understand, it's not something that goes away, he tied it to creation law. Creation law doesn't change. God created and God created. He worked six days, he rest seven days. He related it to his creation law. It's the same as um, um, why is man the authority over the wife in the Bible? Why? Again, it's related to the creation of men and women. Right? When it's related to creation, God is trying to say this. This is eternal. It doesn't change. You can't just take it out. Right? So God explained that okay so because of that we believe 
we are very convicted, we are sure that the Sabbath is not taken away. God meant for it to be kept. Okay? Understand? So we cannot be nine commandments Christians. Right? We can't be nine commandments Christians. Now, then comes to the question. So those are the two reasons why we believe Sabbath in the Bible is meant to exist. Continue. Okay, number, then the question is this. So it is enforced. Now, the question was about Christ and the disciples when they were walking and then they plucked corns and then they ate and then the Pharisees jump on that and say, how can you break the Sabbath? Right? How can you break the Sabbath? And became a very big fight. Now, you have to know also that the Pharisees, over time, they added additional laws. They added additional laws to God's ceremonial law. Okay? Now, after adding additional, so there are many additional. Like, for example, um, they added additions like, uh, on Sabbath day, you can sow, sow, but you cannot sow more than how many stitches? Okay? In Sabbath day, you... Um, yeah, so many of these things, alright? So, they added themselves. You know why they added it now? It initially, it was out of good intention. They said, we want to make sure that people keep the Sabbath. It's so important. So, they're very worried now. If, if we don't, then... Um, let's add some more. Add some more. To make sure... So, this is God's law. They, they keep adding. They add some more. Circle around it to protect this. Alright? But they added according to whatever they want. Okay? Oh, good intention. Then this lasted until the point things like um, some of the things that Christ do. You have to remember that every time Christ argue with the Pharisees, he is not saying that there is no more Sabbath. Alright? He's not saying there's no more Sabbath. What is he saying? He's trying to tell them, you misunderstand the keeping of Sabbath. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have misunderstood what keeping the Sabbath is about. You added your own laws, and then when people break your laws, not God's law, you say that they have broken the Sabbath when they have not. Understand? Okay, so Christ, every time Christ argues with them, it is not so much about, um, about whether those laws were really breaking the Sabbath law at all. Okay, understand so far? Alright, so for example, um, you turn to Luke chapter 6. Okay, now this is the incident, right? Um, let's read from verses 1 to 5 together. Reading, And it came to pass on the second Sabbath after the first, that he went through the cornfields, and his disciples plucked the ears of the corn and did eat, rubbing them in their hands. And certain of the Pharisees said unto them, Why do ye that which is not lawful to do on Sabbath days? And Jesus answering them said, Have ye not read so much as this, what David did when himself was anhungered, and they which were with him, how he went into the house of God, and did take and eat and shew bread, and gave also to them that were with him, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priests alone, 
And he said unto them, That the Son of Man is the Lord also of the Sabbath. Okay, what is Christ saying? Now he said, how can you do this? You're breaking the Sabbath. Now Christ is saying, look, they say that they have broken the law on Sabbath. Now this law is not God's law, it's their own law. And they make up a lot of laws and they accuse people. But Christ gave a principle. Now he said, I am the Lord of Sabbath. Means he said, I am the one who institutes Sabbath. I am the one who defined the laws. So I should know whether the law is broken or not. Right? That's what he's saying. I'm the Lord of Sabbath. You want to tell me that I've broken the Sabbath? Alright? Then he says, Now, don't you remember that David went to the temple and he ate of the shoe bread, which is not allowed for normal people, only for the priest. Okay? But the priest gave it to him and he ate it. Okay? Now, what is Christ saying? He's setting the principle of Sabbath. Okay? What is the principle of Sabbath? Because your question is this. How should a Christian keep Sabbath? Right? Now, so Christ here set the principle that when it is to, when it is um, works of mercy. Now, look further, he explained. Look at Luke chapter 6. Look at Luke chapter 6. We know the story, right? The Lord healed that man on Sabbath. Uh, then the Pharisees want to jump on him. Look at verse 9. After he healed the, the man, then Jesus said unto him, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on Sabbath to do good or to do evil? To save life or to destroy? Now, here again, he, you ask yourself, uh, the Lord purposely chose to heal the man on Sabbath. <laughs> now, the Lord is almighty. He knows the future. He knows everything. So, uh, why don't he choose to heal on Monday? Then, not so much quarrel. He purposely chose to heal this man on Sunday. Why? To teach the principle to them that you you have been keeping the Sabbath wrongly. Why? On Saturday. I'm sorry. On Saturday. Uh, we will come to why it's Sunday. Now, why he purposely did it on the Sabbath day itself is to teach the principle. They have been keeping it wrongly and he wants to use that day to teach them. So he, the principle that he gave is this. As a lot of Sabbath, is it, is it lawful on Sabbath to do good or evil? In other words, he's teaching this. The principle of keeping the Sabbath is when it is works of mercy, when it is works of um, goodness. Okay? If not, uh, this, uh, no, we, we cannot have Bible study, you know. We cannot go old folks home today. Alright? Why do we do that? Why do we go evangelism on next Sunday? Is it next Sunday? It's Sabbath, you know. We, down there, Sabbath cannot walk so far, you know, in Israel, right? The, the Jews, the Pharisees, the Jews, Jews still keep Sabbath this way um, you know I was told at least I haven't been there on Sundays all the leaves are automatic because you cannot press the leaf it's work so you go to the leaf the leaf are all automatic designed to stop on every floor that day all the light light up so they are not doing work eh, but then you walk there right then you walk out right? you walk right so they created man-made rules which were um, which God did not say God's principle is works of mercy. That's why even in temple, works of mercy, David, they could eat. So, can a person work on Sunday? Depends whether it's work of mercy. All right? For example, doctors, you're on call on Sunday. It's work of mercy. Oh, you're a Christian. Keep the Sabbath. Cannot take any calls. Someone dying on the road, you're the doctor. 
cannot Sabbath cannot. No. In fact, the Lord ridiculed them. He said, How who of you, when your animal dropped into the ditch, did not pull it up? And I heal a man and then you say I broke the Sabbath? You know? So remember it's works of mercy. Firemen. If you're a fireman, house on fire, then the fire chief call you and say, Sorry, I'm a Christian, I keep the Sabbath, I cannot go. No. Works of mercy. Alright, works of mercy. Um, I want to make more money. Ooh, Sunday. Last time with Christian friends in the army. They like to take duties on Sunday. Uh, you used to do army, right? Or some of them they volunteer. No, or you're working on Sunday. I, I do for you. I do for you because it's, they get overtime pay. All right. Same at work also. We have engineers who love to take jobs on Sunday. All right. And some of them are Christians. Now is that work of mercy? Maybe to his pocket. Nah. <laughs> Selfish, right? So remember the Lord said the principle. What is the principle in Exodus? Six days thou shalt work. Seventh rest. Now this work is what work? This work is things that is for your living. You go farm, you farm your ground, you farm your land, right? You plant vegetables, you harvest, you all those things. Things to make a living for yourself. He said, I give you six days to do that. On the seventh, rest. I rest. On the seventh is the day that I'm, I hallowed. I hallowed means I make it holy. I have set it apart for you to worship me. Alright? Now, this rest uh, is not, okay, Sunday rest. Okay, come for worship. Okay, I'm going back to sleep the whole day. <laughs> it's not that kind of rest. It's rest in the Lord. Means I put aside all my, world, my worldly pursuits, my troubles, my, my, all these things, and I just want to rest in the Lord. I enjoy coming to worship. I enjoy studying His Word. I go back, I have um, family worship. All the things that is in the Lord, you rest in Him. That you enjoy His presence. Understand? That kind of thing is not work. Okay? So the Lord said the principle works, works of mercy. Six days. Anything that you can do on the rest of six days, you do. Don't purposely go and take a job that works on Sunday because it makes you more money. So very often people say, ah, you're soon in time, you will graduate. First of all, you have to be convicted in your heart, not because church teach you. Convicted in your heart that the Sabbath is something that God intended that we keep. You see, he explained it in that. If you're convicted of that first, number one. Then number two, because of that, then you say, I want to obey the Lord. Right? And then, when you graduate, there will be jobs coming to you. Oh, this job will, will require you to work on Sunday. Whoa, but the pay is so big. Hmm? And then, how are you going to choose? If you're a believer, this morning we studied, if any man would follow me, let him deny himself. Self wants the money. Also, if you take this job, wow, promotional opportunity is very good. In fact, actually, if you work on Sunday and work very hard on Sundays, you keep coming to office, ah, I like you, you're a hard worker, I'll promote you. Huh? There are some bosses like that. They say, oh, then I go back to work on Sundays. Hmm? Take, deny himself, take up the cross. Take up the cross means what? If I get a job offer, this one makes a lot of money. This one, very low job, don't make so much money. Then you have to deny self, right? But I get to go to church. Worship Him. Set the day with the Lord. Grow in Him. I choose this. I'm setting this as convictions to you. But you must be convicted that this is, you read it from the scriptures yourself. Okay? That must be your personal conviction. 
And it has to be because it's in the Bible. If you're a believer, you want to obey God. Now, please remember also, God is not, God did not set the Sabbath to torture you. To torture you. No, He called it rest. Now, this word, Sabbath, is the Hebrew word, which simply means rest. <laughs> Alright? Sabbath means rest. Means um, go apart. Rest. Why did God institute the Sabbath? God instituted the Sabbath for His children to make sure that his, re- his fellowship with them will remain very, very intimate, very close. The Sabbath is instituted for the good of men, for your relationship, your fellowship with God. Please remember that. Don't look at it as a chore. Don't look at it as, I have to go to church. If I don't go to church, all my Christian friends ask me why I don't go to church. I must go to church. If not, people will criticize me. Okay, I go to church. No, understand the Lord's purpose. He said, it is rest. I rested, you rest. What rest? Now, um, when the, you remember when the Lord said this uh, to all the other nations around them, it's amazing, no? To them, said, what? Are you crazy? These people, they cannot understand. You see, this group of people who are called Israelites, they have very strange beliefs. You know, every Sunday, oh, okay, every Sabbath, which is in the Old Testament, every the sixth day, Saturday, every Sabbath, every week, you know, they stop working, stop working. The whole nation don't go farming, you know, all the things that they do to make a living, they don't do it. To other nations, they 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 are shocked. Why? Because to them, hey, farming is very important. If today the weather is good, we are going to do it. They work six days. If seven days is to harvest, they will go and harvest. To them, is we want to make as much as possible. In fact, they say, you are crazy. These six days, it has been bad weather. This seventh day, the weather is so good. And then the whole nation don't work. The whole nation don't make money. These people are strange. So you have to understand the Sabbath is very unique to the children of Israel. Now, God said that to say, don't worry. I am the Lord your God. You keep the Sabbath, and I will take care of everything. So keeping the Sabbath is about faith. Now, the Lord tell them, look, all the other nations, to them they have no fellowship with their God. You are my special people, and Christians, you are my children. Every week, you spend that one day with me. You will grow. Now, maybe one day you have boyfriends and girlfriends, or husband and wives who are husband and wives. Now ask you, uh, you say, Whole week we don't talk to each other. Whole week we don't spend time with each other. Whole week, um, you have friends, right? Your close friend because every week at least one day you go out together, chit chat together, to maintain that friendship, right? Same for parents. Why parents say every night I want you to see dinner with me. Every weekend I want you to come back and have dinner. Why? Because they say that it keeps the family together. Otherwise you grow drift apart, right? The Lord said that to keep his close fellowship with his people. That is why he said that day. He said, I know you need to make a living. I said six days. You go make a living, but seven days, keep it with me. Out of love. Okay, so remember that, number one. Number two also is faith because, do you believe that, in fact, back then, when they keep the Sabbath, when they have faith in God, faith is not sight, right? Faith is opposite of sight. Sight means, well, today's weather very good. I think I'll do farming. Faith is, Today's weather very good, but the Lord asked me to keep it, keep it holy. I keep it holy. 
The children of Israel flourished. The children of Israel were blessed greatly. Who controls weather? God. Who controls the plant can grow? God. Who controls your boss's heart? It's not the CEO, no. It's also God. You have to remember that. For the Christian, you must remember that when you're in the office, it is God that will bless your job, not your boss. But you don't go to work. I don't care about you, boss. God is my boss. Not that kind of thing. You have to know who is working behind. So the children of Israel, when they have faith, God bless them. Sabbath is about, keeping the Sabbath is about faith. But at the end of the day, if you keep the Sabbath and then you don't, you are, you're poorer than your friends. So all of them live in nice houses, buy a big car, then I, I keep the Sabbath, then my job is so small and then I don't grow rich. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right? We, we don't look for that. Our reward is in heaven. Okay? So, so what's the principle? You ask, works of mercy for the benefit of others. Now, if you have to be a nurse or a doctor, God calls you to be one, it doesn't mean that you cannot work on Sunday. But you don't purposely go choose a job that works on Sunday in order to make more money. Six days thou shalt work. Okay? Um, Alright, so, so that, have I answered your question? The first part, yes, it is. You still need it from scriptures. Now, what about the argument? Some of the things, some of the ceremonial laws are passed. Their argument is this. Maybe you go back and you tell, I'm, I believe that the Sabbath is for us to keep. And then your Christian friends quote you Colossians chapter 2. Let's turn to Colossians chapter 2. Your Christian friends say, ah, you go to a funny church. Let me read to you. Okay, before we read that, before I forget, uh, um, I read some website say, oh, please, uh, we don't believe in keeping Sabbath. It's all these are laws. Remember, it is not a ceremonial law. It is a moral law. So we have to keep it. Okay? So you say, ah, all these laws. And a whole long list of do's and don'ts. Don't do this, do this, do this. So someone wrote back and said, he answered very simple. He said, I only have two rules. Number one, I will go and worship God and serve Him. Number two is anything that I can do on other days, I will do on other days if it is not works of mercy. There's two rules, that's all. Right? That's why we don't have rules. Oh, we can go old folks home but cannot drive beyond how many miles. We don't set those. It is work of mercy. Alright? So that's, those are the guiding principles. Alright? So I always tell this joke. Now, mothers, so can you go shopping on Sunday? Sing Yuan. Sing Yuan. Can you go shopping on Sunday? Depends if it is necessary. Very good answer. Necessity. So, uh, you don't have children, like babies. Babies. Right? You have a baby. Then, um, your baby have diarrhea that day. Then your baby have diarrhea and diarrhea, diarrhea. And then you use all, keep changing nappies. Oh, run out of pampers. Cannot go shopping. Cannot go shopping. What do you do? Look for newspaper. <laughs> use newspapers. Alright? Works of mercy. This is necessity. Means you have already done all you can. Alright? Don't do this, huh? Oh, Sunday, I want to go shopping because Sunday got sale. I purposely don't buy enough pampers. Purposely feed the baby such so as get diarrhea. Oh, we have to go shopping. <laughs> Alright, God knows your heart. Alright, God knows your heart. So, remember it is necessity. Okay, necessity. So, don't... Um, but if you say, oh, I go to church already. Yeah, hey, I go to church already. I go to old folks home already. Yes, let's go shopping now. Yay. No. 
You know, it's for the Lord. Go back, do your devotion. You always complain, no time to pray, no time to read God's word. It's a time for you to be very close to your God. You know, God set it apart. Trust Him that when you keep the Sabbath, He will bless. I remember my student day. First, when I was there, the year before I graduated, wow, my parents spent a lot of money, you know. Better study very hard. Okay, but must go to church. Go to church. The moment finish, rush back. Study, 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 study. Didn't do very well. <laughs> Second year, I said, wow, this is my last year. When I come out and work, I'll be very busy. I want to really draw close to God. And the Lord put in my heart desire to just spend the whole day with Him. Go for morning worship, go for evening worship. In between, just spend, a lot, uh, spend the time with the Lord, singing hymns, reading Christian books, growing, listening to sermons. That year did very well, my final year. But not like that. Huh? Oh, now I know. If I keep Sabbath, God will bless me. Not like that also. All right? You do it because you love the Lord. Okay? So remember that. These are the principles from scriptures. Right? So no one can tell you, oh, on Sunday, all these do's and don'ts. As long as works of mercy, it is for the Lord's work. That's why the Lord said, don't you know that the, the priest, they, they profane? Sunday, they do so much work, right? The priest Sunday is the busiest day for the priest. Sabbath is the busiest day for the priest. So many people will come to the temple, so many sacrifices to make. How? No, those were works of holiness. Okay, godly work. Okay, Ken? Alright, so now your Christian friend will show you this verse. Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. Okay. Now, let's read together. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day of a new moon or of the Sabbath days. Ah, no man should judge you. Terrible preacher wrong things how can you tell people to keep it no man should judge you I don't know go to church fine no man should judge me so someone wrote on the internet this is the most common excuse alright every day should be Sabbath every day because we say Sabbath is a day where we keep it for the Lord so every day should be for the Lord every day should be holy every day should be close to God hmm? so what's the answer Okay, then just use one day to go to church. You know? So this kind of answers is making excuses. But here, people will also quote this to say, look, theologically, you're wrong. How? Is God contradicting himself? One moment he says it's a moral law. Next moment he says, let no man judge you. In keeping holy days or Sabbath days. How? Do we keep or don't we keep? Jason, what do you think? Only God judges, but did God say keep? God say keep, right? So must keep. Brian, what do you think? Difficult, right? Yeah, this is a difficult verse. How to explain? How to explain? So does it mean that we should not keep the Sabbath? And no one should judge us? No one should... Do we judge or not? Do Christians judge? Yeah. But not your own judgment. The Bible says, judge righteous judgment. Okay, judge right. What is righteous judgment? Your standard. No. God's standard. The Bible's standard. That's righteous judgment. So if someone refuses, someone wants to break the Sabbath, and you say, please don't break the Sabbath, you know, it's for your good. And you sin against God because you break the fourth commandment. Are you judging the person? Yes, you are. But how are you judging? You're not judging to make yourself feel good. 
You're judging to tell the person, this is what God says, therefore don't do it. For your good, not to sin against God. Alright? And it's righteous judgment. Now, so how do you explain this? Actually, anyone who knows the answer? No? Okay, so now, there are, in the Bible, remember what, what, um, okay, let me ask. Kenneth, what is the meaning of Sabbath? The Hebrew word. The Hebrew word, Sabbath. Just now I explained. The word means rest, right? Sabbath means rest. Okay? Sabbath, that is not the Hebrew word for Saturday. <laughs> right? Sabbath is rest. Okay? Now, in the Bible, you will see this word Sabbath used in different ways. Okay? It simply means rest. Now, now you please look at second, uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. Is this Sabbath singular or plural? Sabbath days. Okay, it's plural, right? Plural. Now, there are many different kinds of Sabbath days for the, for the Jews. Alright? Some Sabbath days are in the seventh year. Now, I'll give you an example. Turn with me to Leviticus chapter 25. Leviticus chapter 25. The third book from the Genesis. Leviticus chapter 25 verse number 8 okay Leviticus 25 verse 8 now let's read together and thou shalt number seven Sabbath of years unto thee seven times seven years and the safe of seven Sabbaths of the years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. Now, what is here God saying? God is saying every seven years, every seven years, there is a Sabbath, a Sabbath year, where it is set apart. Alright? So, you see this is not, the word Sabbath means set aside, stop, stop, rest. In fact, the land must experience rest. God says you must let the land rest. You keep farming, farming, farming. He gave the commandment, let the land rest. And you all stop work that whole year, you know. Yeah. Are you get the picture? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Your, ah, it's wow, so good or, oh no, the crops will all die. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Which one? I don't really care about the crops. <laughs> <laughs> so nice, I get to rest. <laughs> you see, the, to the people, uh, you, they spend a lot of money on the farm. And then they plant, plant, plant. Then God gave a command. On the seventh year, you must rest, the land. The whole country will not do any farming. <laughs> to some, to the children, it's like that. To the parents, how? How? You know, if all the crops die, wow, they all die, then it's gone. Where are you going to get money the next year? Who's going to feed my children? So children don't have to worry about that. The parents worry. And we can rest the whole year. Now, so it is by faith. So there were many different kinds of Sabbaths, understand? So God says now, these Sabbaths, they are the ceremonial Sabbaths. They are not the moral law Sabbath, understand? Seven years, rest the land. Today, do we do that? In a country, we don't. Those are those, the country God wants them to do, their ceremonial laws. Understand? They are done away with. So God says, don't ask people to keep all these new moon, holy days. You know, they have many different, different days that they keep. So all these, don't, don't judge men on that. So if someone wants to, um, some of the Jews, they will celebrate certain, certain, certain holy days. That, for the Jews, 
God said, if they want to do it, okay. If they don't do it, fine. But Sabbath, the seventh, the um, rest on the seventh day, that Sabbath, that one, no, no. That is a commandment. The rest that are the country's celebrations and all that, you want to keep, you don't keep, it's up to you. Understand? So let no man judge you of holy days and Sabbath. He's talking about that kind of Sabbath. God cannot be breaking, asking you to break his own fourth commandment. Understand? Alright, so that so you, when we don't understand scriptures and the words, we get confused. So not just that, you can look at Leviticus 23 verse 4, just to prove to you there are different kinds of Sabbaths. Leviticus 23 verse 4. Leviticus 23 verse 4. Alright, so this is one of their, the weekly Sabbath. And these are some of their different Sabbaths. They are holy, verse, verse 2, they are the holy convocations, the holy gatherings. Um, actually, this is not the verse that I want to show you. Um, it's actually verse 23, verse 39, I'm sorry. Verse 39. Okay, now these are all their uh, uh, holy days and their different Sabbaths. Verse 39, also in the 15th day of the seventh month, when ye gather in the fruit of the land, Ye shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. In the first day shall be a Sabbath, and the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. You see? Sabbath on the eighth day. It simply means rest. You know how come Sabbath on the eighth day? Because it means rest. God said different kind of things for the nation of Israel only. This kind of Sabbath, He said, don't judge them. Alright? This Sabbath, moral law, must keep. Okay? Understand that? So, convinced from scriptures. Okay? Now, what about then you know the why in the New Testament it is on Sunday. Okay, in the New Testament, after the Lord um, was went to heaven, you will always read in scriptures in the New Testament. The apostles knew in the New Testament onwards, they always met on which day to worship? On the first day of the week. You will always see in in Book of Acts first day of the week. First day of the week. You notice that eh? there's a change. There's a change now. Um, that's why in the New Testament it's called the Lord's Day. The Lord's Day. Alright? Sabbath is actually set apart for the Lord. Why is it called the Lord's Day? Because the Lord resurrected on the first day of the week. Alright? And then naturally from the scriptures, the apostles shifted the Saturday Lord's Day to a first day Lord's Day. And they always gathered as a church. So that is the now the, the new. Um, so-called Sabbath. The New Testament Sabbath is the Lord's Day. Together on that day. All right? But the principle of the Ten Commandments still carries on. The day has changed, but not the commandment. God say, God did not say, keep Saturday holy. God say, six days, one day rest. All right? Now that one day is the first day. Okay? So the principle remains. Ken, let me see if anything else I want to say to you. Anything anyone else wanted to add that I didn't add? Yeah. Acts of mercy is vague. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So mercy, like what kind of help?
Alright, so I explained just now already. They, someone don't want to do the shift. Okay? When I was in the army. Someone don't do, do Sunday. Very sad to see the Christian. Oh, I do for you. Huh? Weekdays, I mean, other days, is, I think $25. Sunday is $50. That one is, uh, is their own private money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they sell duties. Right? Now, so now, for the Christian, alright? Acts of mercy is those that involves life, pro- uh, protection and keeping of life. Okay, protection and keeping of life. A parent gave a good example uh, because the daughter said, Mommy, I don't go on church, go to church on this Sunday because tomorrow I got music exam. Alright, I don't want to go to church, I don't want to go to old folks' home. I'll go to church, but I won't go, go to serve God. Then the mother said, well, you had six days to practice. This is the Lord's day. You will go and serve God. The principle is, there are six days for the person to do it. If the person don't do it, then they should learn. Then the kid was, okay, say, yeah, true. That's true. Mom, you're right. I must follow um, the Lord's principle and I must have faith. Then the kid went. And then the kid wrote the next day in the Facebook. I woke up early in the morning and I practiced. The whole week I've been trying but I can't. But when I put the lock first that morning, I practiced and the piece was perfect. When I went for my exam, I played perfectly. Hmm? Faith. Alright, so you must believe. We, we should not take mercy and just, okay, mercy, everything is mercy. You have to evaluate very carefully. Okay, so as far as possible, six days. Anything, the principle is anything that you can do. The six days you can study, you study as hard as you can because, Lord, I want to spend the seventh day with you. Those who are boyfriend and girlfriend, one day, you'll be like that, you know. Oh, this Friday, I'm going out with her. I want to spend the whole day with her. Oh, I'm going to study very hard the whole week so that Friday, I can go out with her the whole day. Why? Because you're in love with the person, right? Same with the Lord. Lord, Sunday, I really want to spend the whole day just worshipping you, learning your words, serving you. Lord, I really love that day. God, these six days, I'm going to work as hard as possible. The problem is, six days, play computer game, watch movie. Oh, Sunday, ah, a lot of work. I cannot, cannot, a lot of work. I must, I must. God knows. Alright? God knows. When we love the Lord, the Lord says, six days thou shalt work. Seven days, spend it with me. Alright? That's the principle. Okay, so I think we can only cover one question today. Um, next week, uh, next round, people ask things like, "Can we fly?" <laughs> Who asked? All right, interesting. Can we fly? Can we fly during the millennium? All right. So those of you who don't know what's the millennium, so can we fly? All right. What do you think? All right. Can we fly? Then it's related again. How will we go to Jerusalem to worship? Fly. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or will there be Singapore Airlines still at that time? Right? And yeah, some of these things. Uh, oh, I didn't answer, I didn't have time to answer your question. Sing yet. Actually, we have five minutes. Let me see if I can answer. Yeah, I can. Five minutes. All right? So at least we answer it. Now, please turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. You know? Kids ask the most interesting question, but they are always actually very good question. Okay, Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse thirty. 
Right. Sorry. Okay, let's read together. Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse thirty. Now Paul says, "If I must needs glory, I will glory in the things which concern mine infirmities." So the question is, what does it mean if I needs glory? I will glory in things which concern mine infirmities. Because last week or previous week we just learned, do not glory, do not boast, right? But here Paul says, if I need to glory, I will glory in things which concern my infirmities. What, so the person asks, what does it mean? What, do you, what does it mean to take glory? I thought we shouldn't glory. And what does it mean to glory in my infirmities? Okay, anyone want to try? Because you must think. I always say you think also. Christina smiling, right? Uh, what do you think Paul is saying? Hmm, right? Uh, precisely that. So what Paul is saying, look, he says that, now before that he say this, uh, uh, he said he say that now all of you like to boast. Okay, all of you like to boast. Alright, if you like to boast, then I will also tell you some things. Okay, now he says, I've been beaten, I uh, experienced close to death, I'm very weak, and I, I was uh, in the waters. Um, I experienced tightness, painfulness in verse 27, hunger, cold. He said, I suffer all these things. You know? So he said, now, if, if I want to glory, as uh, Christina has also uh, rightly interpreted this verse, he said, then I will glory in this. You look at my life. I'm so weak. But yet God used me so mightily. You look at my life. Um, I'm full of sicknesses. I'm so... Um, uh, physically weak also but yet God enabled me to do the ministry work then he said if I want to glory then I want to tell you that I Paul am such a useless and weak person but yet God can use me will use me what a glorious God that his power can work even through the weakest instrument like me understand? So, he is actually giving back glory to God. Okay? But Paul is not like us. Huh? Many of us are very pretentious. God, I am so weak. God, I am so stupid. But after that, show off. You know, I am so stupid, but I did very well in my exam. God help me. Okay? But Paul is really very sincere saying that. So, we must learn to be sincere also. Okay? So, he was giving glory to God. Uh, Singyun, answer that. Okay, glory in infirmities means that. Okay, then you have the second part, which is... Maybe I keep that to the next. It's just a good question. Now, how does Paul be so willing to endure and suffer so much for Christ and for the elect's sake that is taken from 2 Timothy? Paul said, I, for the elect's sake, I suffer a lot of things. What does he mean? How come he's so willing? How come we are not willing to suffer for Christ like Paul? That's a good question. Alright, so we answer that next also. Alright, so we will come back next time. I hope the question on Sabbath is very, 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 very clear in your mind now and you are able to answer it and it is your conviction. You live by it. No use knowing but don't live by it. Okay? Let us pray.